Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys. A podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series, Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine, or even a Cosmopolitan, and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. My name is John Sieber. And I'm Kevin James Doyle. And we have a very special guest here, all the way from across the Atlantic, from England, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Tiff Stevenson. Yay! Thank you. I like being clapped on. It's very important <laughs> to me Tiff. that I receive praise before I've earned it. <laughs> Tiff is a uh, stand-up comedian and friend of uh, of mine for what's been five years. Yeah, like I, that. Yeah, and um, and she just got back. We talked in one of the episodes before this, I think, about Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and you just finished your show Mother yes. at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I did, and I'm doing it in New York. September September 14th. 14th, yes, at Union Hall. At 8 p.m.? Uh, no, I think like 10 p.m. Nice. It's a Saturday, though, right? Yeah, oh, it's a yeah. Saturday. Spread love. It's oh the Brooklyn gosh. way. It is the Brooklyn way. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. So, uh, we uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room real quick. <laughs> let's do it, you know? Yeah. You're like, you're breathing heavy. It's... Yeah. Uh, it's Kevin was you I were just, stuck in the New York traffic because you were you were doing one of my favorite things ever. I today. went to the U.S. Open. You went to the U.S. Oh, Open, God. and I was in Queens in a in a cab. I took probably four four ways of transportation to get here. I took a cab, an Uber, uh, the subway, and a Revel on a on a. What's a Revel? Is yeah. that a bike? Explain <laughs> Revel. Explain Revel to Tiff and to our listeners. It's, it's it's a new thing in New York. You can just check in on an app and then you can get on a scooter like a. Like Mopad. a oh, electric Vespa type yeah. deal. Yeah, oh, a Vespa. Oh, okay, it's like right. It's a very cheap Vespa. Because in LA, they've got those birds. They've yeah, yeah, got yeah. the little scooters and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a sit-down one with like a, with a motor, electronic motor, but... Yeah. If they did Bird in New York, it would be an absolute disaster. Yeah. Because you just leave those scooters on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. You, you there's no way to park them. No way to park them. People throw them off buildings. It's yeah. something <laughs> it, like it, it's mad in LA. People yeah. would beat each other to death with them here. Yeah. And those people would be the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> That's how New York City works. Um, so Tiff, you um, you visit New York frequently. You like work here and yeah. stuff regularly. So like, what's your and you probably are are you a fan of the show? What's your relationship to Sex in the City? Uh, Sex in the City is sort of. I guess before I ever came to New York was not all of my ideas of New York, but so many of them were influenced by the show. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I have a lot of love for it and I know that it has its flaws but so does everything I mean when can we just cancel history guys yeah it's so <laughs> yeah. problematic we're on our way um, <laughs> um, but yes yeah, so for me it was the first time sort of seeing these conversations between women real conversations that happen and it was a huge deal and I remember seeing a Someone had written a, a big piece about this, maybe for the New York Times, uh, about the legacy of Sex in the City, how, um, you know, um, the James Gandolfini uh, Sopranos is always held up as this thing that made HBO, when mm -hmm. actually Sex in the City was mm -hmm. as much a part of that. Also bringing in an audience uh, that weren't there. And of course, the, the show would never work in the UK. And I think I tried to write a UK version of it um, uh, in my 20s I, ha I made a little pilot I think I was about 26 27 and I'd written this show called Gabby and the Girls but you can't write it like Sex in the City because those women would be so fucking hateful if they were in London <laughs> they would be slony ponies they would be like Chelsea I mean there is a show now called Made in Chelsea mm -hmm. but you know the, the, these people would be hateful they would be like the kind of girls that would date the royal family and have a lot of money and I think the beauty of it about be, being in New York is it had this aspirational quality mm. to it it had this kind of like 90s almost most optimism, mm -hmm. <laughs> capitalism, commerce, it's all, you know, you, you're sold a lot of ideas in it, but it, I liked the, the fact that it took me away from my life in London yeah, and entered me into this kind of glamorous world in New, New York that maybe only existed for like, when you look at it now, you go, oh, that's the top 1% of society, yeah. you know, yeah. um, how, you know, the size of Carrie's wardrobe comparatively. Mm. Also, Carrie is like the worst. Yeah. Like when you, you go back and watch the shows through and through, she is like the worst friend. Um, and, you know, I don't know that I would be able to, to put up with her. But I think in all, you know, I have a lot of love for it and a, a lot of love for the conversations it began and opened up. We've got you a friend you right here. John are I'm, be not best a, I'm not a big fan of watching it through. I'm not a big fan of Carrie myself. That's what yeah. you said. The, pe the people in London would be, be horrible and mean to each other. I'm like, that's basically just Carrie. Yeah. It's pretty horrible. <laughs> um, the, she, has some, she has some good qualities. But anytime we talk, like we get actually lots of people that write in and are like, why does John hate Carrie so much? So there are these Carrie lovers out there. Yeah. That <clears throat> I, I, think, I think there's that terrible, you know, end of season. Um, and, and I know it's not the episode we're going to be watching, but, you know... Um, why don't you not move to Paris? I think with the Mikhail Baryshnikov thing, there's like... Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten uh, there yet. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, spoilers. No, it's fine. Uh, spoilers <laughs> on the table. Spoilers but, um, on the table. but yes, but Carrie ends up kind of being the worst in a lot of this. But then... Oh, she gets worse than we've already seen her? Oh, uh, yeah. She gets <laughs> oh, man. worse. She gets Buckle worse. Buckle up. But also, it depends on the on the man that she's with. I do think that kind of affects... Mm. Weirdly, although Big is kind of toxic, I think Aiden is incredibly irritating this is interesting because so. <laughs> we really like I, I feel like there's so many things about Aiden that seems like he's he's like a nice earnest guy and then there's other times you're like he's he's such a just yeah he has like big dummy goes with the whim whims he, he goes like back and forth on how he he has no emotional intelligence no, as soon doesn't. as things like get emotional he acts like a toddler he does he either he, like he, stomps around or he, frowns or like and I, I, gets I, passive aggressive completely it's, and I think that he does a thing where it seems like he's trying to be straightforward, but he's really just talking down to her a lot. 
Yes. Like like the thing about her stopping smoking, it seems like he's like, I'm standing up for what I want. But he's really just doing things to kind of like oddly control her, dismiss her in a lot of ways. I feel like that's an interesting one for me because my fiance, so my mm-hmm. um, partner of like 12 years, um, he was smoking when we met. And I said, look, I don't mind smoking. The only thing I would ask is that you would move from cigarettes to rollies because they're less aggressive for mm-hmm. everyone around. And he's like, oh, I'm sort of wanting to give up anyway. And he smoked on and off, given up for huge chunks of time. Mm-hmm. Then when times are stressful, go back. But I have no judgment. And I would never say to him, look, here's a hard and fast. You, ca- you know, you can't smoke in the house. That was my main thing. Yeah, like, yeah that makes sense. You know, right. Like, but uh, but I feel like for him to like at the start be like, I can't date a smoker. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was like it was really. But then, but you can wear that much turquoise jewelry. (laughs) I know that's like. Are you on a reservation? Uh, somewhere in California. He seems like he would be the kind of guy that would claim his Native American heritage. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm part, I'm part Cherokee, Cherokee and one yeah. quarter Sioux. Yeah, on, the man. Cherokee part is the Jeep parked outside. Is that your part? <laughs> That's what I go to uh, Counting Crows concerts in. Come on, babe. Yeah, and the floral shirts are unbearable. Oh, I mean, we can get into those, but there's a lot of Aiden. When Aiden has a makeover, I mean, you've seen early sort of prototype. Yeah, yeah. Aiden was longer hair and a bit more denim shirts. And I feel like he had a bit more to him, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but this version of Aiden in, in, the, in series, we're in series three. Yeah, yeah. Cut season four. He lost, We're in four. Yeah, he like, his groove. yeah, he like went like from. I never really thought about that, but he went from like woodworker, kind of like manly man, and now he's like floral shirts, haircut. Floral shirts. I run a bar. Yeah, yeah. He runs a bar. Called it Scout. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things when he when we find new Aiden and he's he's like you know trimmed down and haircut. There's just one scene where him and Carrie wake up in bed together, and he goes, "What time is it?" And she's like, "Oh, it's eight He goes, "Oh, I gotta get to the gym." <laughs> And it's completely like new Aiden reason. Yeah, it's oh, just man. a montage of him making protein shake and take, taking his uh, creatine powders. Exactly. Hey, babe, anyone see my uh, blender bottle? <laughs> hey, where's Pete, my dog, that I toss against the wall most yeah. of the time? I, I will stand up for Aiden just right now, just to say that the last time that we saw him, he did have to endure like one of the most humiliating things you could go through as a oh, guy, yeah. which is like take your, take your girlfriend on a nice trip upstate and then the dude... That she cheated on you with oh, just yeah. shows oh, up. Yes. Mm. Oh, so that's the out of the city yeah. where Carrie yeah. is a fox or something. And messes up it? your basketball game. Yeah. You're yeah. just trying to have play some dirt basketball. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then there's just two dudes wrestling in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> she she goes, You're middle aged, right? You're middle aged. Yeah, I'm you, like, like this isn't your fa- like this isn't what you wanted to happen, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did you invite him here? And now they're like wrestling in the mud. Yeah. That was the, secretly her dream. That yeah. was that was the moment that when when I saw uh, uh, Aiden and Big just in the mud, like wrestling around together. That's when I was like, this show was created by gay men. This is <laughs> this is when they wrote this. They're like, this is the perfect, yeah, beautiful yeah. thing that we can write right here. Totally. But they also. Um, but then they they made they made up at the end. I feel like that was yeah. good for Aiden. I, yeah. you know, the make up at the end was actually pretty great and well written. That they're just sitting there across the table uh, with pasta, and he's like, "I, I can call her, but she no, she she can call me, but I can't call her." And Aiden's like, "Wow, man, that's so messed up." <laughs> 
They, they completely became. I know. That was they the were like, like bosom buddies at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, you occasionally do. there are. And that you could say, I think, is probably really good writing because there has to be a reason that you don't want Carrie to be with Aiden. Um, yeah, and he true. becomes very annoying in this series. What you doing? Where you been? What you saying? Like, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like, <laughs> like nicknames that make you want yes. to throw up. That he's got, you know, so Puddin. Puddin. Hey, so Puddin. Puddin. Hey, Puddin. 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 Um, <laughs> well, we're watching season four, episode ten tonight. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Shoulda, woulda, shoulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think. Trying to think what, it, what where we're at. Carrie, I guess Carrie and Aiden, I mean the guys they just made just, a, they kind of had their thing. So uh, Miranda and Steve have had a one-off sleeping together. Oh yeah, because yep, because he lost a he uh, had he we, lost we, a testicle. We, we call it. Um, uh, in the UK, it? a one night stand. A one night stand. Oh, okay, yeah. that's, I think we call it that too. I just decided to stretch it out in a very uh, awkward way. Or or, or fuck buddies because they previously banged. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there any stands. other extra British one? Like, because we, we yeah. pretty much have both those. Shagging. 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 Yeah. Oh, what I, about that? A quick bang. Shag. Snog, bang. Is a snog a kiss? A snog is a kiss. I did yeah, have snogging. a girl in Edinburgh. She said, "Lipsin." She was like, "Can Lipsin. we?" Lipson, can we snog? And I was like, uh oh. I was like, yes. Do you really say that? Like in real yeah. life? I've never heard anyone ask anyone else to snog. Yeah. Snogging was quite nineties. Okay. Like it was like quite a like snogging, getting off. You'd say I was getting off for someone. Getting off. And they call it shifting in Ireland. You have a shift. Is that a wait? Is that sex? No, is that's, that's just kissing. Just kissing. kissing. But getting I, off with someone is getting like, off is like tongues okay. and oh, that's like making out. Yeah, I feel or like, lips in. If you're properly London, I'm gonna in. lips are up. Oh. Uh, lips in. These are oh. great things. Lips in, lips in and chirps. Chirps means chirps. to chat someone. So chir- chirps, I just heard man. plain just mouth, chir- which I think is pretty fun. Plain mouth. We're just plain mouth. Just plain mouth. <laughs> chirp. Oh. Didn't, didn't chirps have to do with the fact that uh, women are birds? Birds. So you're uh, chirping at birds. Mm. I heard Idris Elba say that in a video once, and then he was like, he was like, it chirps and it birds, but it's kind of like a little offensive now, so I don't say that no more. Ah, oh. uh, I always just feel like chirps was for like chat someone up. I mean that makes sense just get too. Little chirps, yeah, little mm. chirp. God, you guys have such, such. It just sounds so much better. Your slang is so much cooler than ours. Yeah. Maybe it's just because we don't use it, but macking, macking on a chick. Macking, we, 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 we have that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that would be an American one. I just. Oh, okay. so, yeah. <laughs> I like. We don't have that. We got one. Kevin probably had an AOL screen name like Mac, Mac, Mac Daddy, Daddy Six or something like that. I, I had, I had some. <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but. <laughs> All right, we will be back. Episode 59, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Carrie is reluctant to tell Aiden that she had an abortion when she was 22. Charlotte discovers she only has a 15% chance of getting pregnant naturally. Miranda finds out she's pregnant by Steve and debates whether or not to keep the baby. Samantha gets Lucy Lou as a client and tries to use the relationship to her advantage. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back, everyone. Wow. 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 That was quite the episode. It was. I actually got a little uh, emotional at the yeah. end. You got totes emotion. I got totes emotion. <laughs> yeah, that 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 uh that the last opposite scene. of how I feel after Lipson. After yeah. Lipson, <laughs> after oh, Lipson, I get emotional, but yeah. it's like a it's like happier. You don't want to cry someone after you've kissed. No. Quiet them. Quiet you, their mouth. You don't want the you, you don't want the weepies after you're snogging. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's on par with uh, with the most emotional episode I think we've seen. Oh, which would be which one would you? Would the you, other one would be they're just the putting Miranda up. through the ring. Uh, ring yeah, yeah. My, mother, my mother brought myself. Yeah, Miranda's yeah. mom. Oh, Miranda's mom. Uh, do you know what that was? Uh, yeah, that's that actually one of my two. favorite. That was um, a really good one. That's one of my favorite episodes of actually the support that just shows up. So when they're yeah. all there, like it's yeah. a very um, and the fact that because I feel like Miranda, I often connect with. Like, I think when I was younger, I probably thought I connected with the others. But as as I've got older, I realized Miranda is the one mm. who hits all these emotional mm. storylines head on. So that bit where he keeps saying her name wrong, like he keeps getting it wrong, like her daughter. Yeah, like, yeah, at the, at the, and at his, the funeral. And, and yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And his wife, Miranda, and she's like, no, I'm the daughter. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, that thing of just like not being like someone kind of mm. messing it up. And funerals always being, you know, these huge emotional kind of you know the the shouting at the uh i know this is not the episode we're talking about but the shouting at the sales assistant yeah. oh yeah in the changing room is yeah. such a be- it's yes. so beautifully written because that dynamic between a mother and daughter i remember feeling that of kind of going i just you know she just remembered that she was never going to have a fight with her mum again yeah mm-hmm. so it's yes. just an older woman bossing oh. her around and yeah going you know yeah um so yeah so this is miranda it gives us some of the best sex in the city moments oh yeah i, think, that, I feel yeah. like this is one of those things that like um it's further in but you know the different shows you're like they were supposed to be on for three episodes and then they became the lead yeah. or whatever i feel like the more miranda's been around the more they've been like oh we can write for cynthia nixon right yeah. we see like what she can handle oh and they yeah write for everybody but you can tell they're like oh we can like he- heap some weight on her because she can mm-hmm. handle yeah. it as an actress yeah yeah uh, John, why don't you uh, give us a flyover yeah, yeah. of what so, happened real uh, quick? Just what for was us. it? Coulda, shoulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, we know because uh, Samantha, Samantha says it about 27 times during yeah. the episode. And I think, I think the through line that Carrie says in the road of life or the road and who we hope to be, are we there yet? Uh, and it's kind of looking back at regrets, mistakes, missed opportunities, I think would be, would be the, the theme. Um, starting with Samantha, who I think had the weakest storyline, but we can talk about that more. Hers uh, was her trying to um, get a, a bag, a Birkin <laughs> Just bag. An Hermes Birkin. An Hermes yeah. Birkin, yeah. Which are now going for around 45 I was gonna to 100,000 pounds. Which shot? Oh, wow. No, when they said 5,000 in this episode, I was like, no, those cost 40 grand in America. What? Yeah, yeah. Maybe what? They're yes. Hermes Birkin. They're like heritage bags yeah. now. What? They cost like yeah. they cost 40, 50 that. grand. Easy. Yeah. 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 Oh there's, a, there's a guy called the Hermes Hunter. Um, who's like this uh, New York stylist who's like, I'll find your bag. <laughs> your bag. <laughs> I'm like, you got 40 grand. Dude, I'll that guy shags. That he shags. He shags. shags. He shags. He shags. But he shags. Whatever but, it is. He, gets, yes, he yes. shags a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's, he's, there's a guy that just searches for Amaze. But he's oh my the poor. I like, and, and some, they frame it at some point by being about like, <laughs> being about like, I know I've really made it when I have that bag. But sometimes in the episodes, you do feel like the crowbarring in of designers and brands and mm. also Patricia Field running rampant a little bit because there's that Hermes headscarf when they're looking in the window. Oh, yeah. That Carrie's wearing, looking like some kind of pirate. Disco pirate? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There's yeah. a touch of like... She looks like a like a, like a a disgraced flapper or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Like with her pearls and stuff. It's kind of got a touch of the Keith Richards and not in a good way. Yeah. It's true. Also, I, f- I feel like we'll let you get back to it, but I do feel like, uh, I feel like 
TGI Fridays paid like tons of money oh to be. Oh my gosh, they mentioned TGI Fridays. I know, but instead, like when TGI Fridays saw it, they're like, well, you mentioned it like a lot, but you never said anything good. They're yeah. like, hey, it's not in the contract. <laughs> we said it three times. We just said how shitty your we restaurant said, is. We said coulda, shoulda, woulda in TGI Fridays three times. We hit our quota. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, Samantha loses Lucy Lou because she wants to get her Birkin. Uh, there's that whole drama. Um, Charlotte and Trey cannot get pregnant. They have a 15% chance of getting pregnant, she finds out. Um, and then which plays into Miranda's storyline. I think Miranda is probably the biggest storyline. It's, it's what the whole episode revolves around. Uh, her and Steve get pregnant. Very low chance because she has her uh, lazy ovary. And he Steve only has one bowl. only has one mm-hmm. testicle. Yet somehow the miracle happens. They get pregnant. And so um, her yin is Charlotte's yang where Charlotte can't get pregnant. And there's a lot of drama there. And then Carrie's storyline is that she's kind of just caught in the middle of the two of them. Um, Being she's, a shit friend. She's <laughs> telling Aiden she, everything yeah. that's right? going on. She's uh she's 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 there for Miranda, uh, and then it goes back for, through a mistake or not a mistake, but just a life uh, event that Carrie had where she got uh, had her abortion, and she's kind of processing uh, if she handled it the right way to not telling Chad, telling Chad, and then of course lying to Aiden about it. So mm. um, yeah, I think it's just this episode's about reflecting on your life and the coulda, shoulda, what is of life. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's also there's the fertility storyline. It runs in the only one not participating in that, I suppose, is um, is uh, Samantha. Samantha, Samantha yeah, because yeah, yeah. she just she kind of says she's had one. But it's quite interesting the scene in the restaurant where they do their big, the you know, they do their big, the brunch where they're midway through brunch and, and Charlotte slams on a box of tampons. Yeah, <laughs> well, to go, I've come on my period, which I do, there's not that many. I mean women that would do that you'd just say I got my period yeah. uh, I don't think you would yeah. like go, you hey props. guys do you know what this means yeah, yeah. let me what go to Costco that? and get a huge yeah. box of tampons yeah um, but uh, it's it's interesting because that conversation is very different I, I think that's handled quite nicely in the episode and that's a well written piece because that conversation in your 20s is very different to that conversation in your 30s mm. because all of a sudden when you're contemplating um, sort of options for having an abortion you are with friends who are going am i gonna have kids this is a different decision yeah to what it was then you know and it was interesting i don't know if this was taken into account in the writing or not but to watch samantha the whole time because she was not in the you're right like she was that she had an abortion but she never leans in on the like well i don't know if i'm gonna have kids or not she kind of like sits back and is like in for the it's clear that she's not i think because she says how many why is there so many crying on a plane yeah so like i think Mm. always her thing has been she's gone beyond the point maybe although nowadays fertility it's all different i mean didn't janet jackson have a kid at 56 or something yeah crazy right wow so like that's all changed but uh but she she's very much set always has been set as the person who is like i will not do the traditional marriage and kids mm-hmm. or any of those things that right. you expect me to do. So I think we always know what her position is going to be. And then up for grabs, I suppose, is ca- like, and we know Charlotte definitely wants kids. And then yeah. the two kind of push and pull, I guess, is between Carrie and 
and uh, and Miranda. Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte Miranda. Miranda. Oh, sorry, yeah. Char- no, well, Charlotte, we know, definitely wants to have yeah, yeah, yeah. the two that are not push and pull, the two that are holding that mid space of yeah. like, maybe I do want to, maybe yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. this, the two that's of them true. are kind of, that's why their discussions end up being a little bit more like open. Am I doing the right thing? And she's like, yeah. I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously Charlotte knows what she wants and she can't get what she wants. Yeah. Mm. I will say based on, I mean, I knew Charlotte didn't um, handle it the best, obviously. Like that was the, the whole storyline, but Miranda was a good friend about it. But then also... Like as caricature as Charlotte can be in, especially like before we started the show, like Charlotte, we kind of know the archetype of her. They do a pretty good job at, at least this season at like making her cartoonish desires kind of real and kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Like her reaction to it was like, okay, this is like a little over the top. That's so interesting. Cause I, like, I, I don't think she mishandled anything. And it's funny to hear you say that you think she did mishandle it i think she was like super bummed she couldn't be a part i mean obviously like windmill slamming down a box of tampons on the table is like a bit aggro but like once she found out miranda was pregnant she was just like i can't i'm super bummed i can't do this conversation right now and she just kind of left i think like seeing miranda in the street and like turning away from her was a bit much but yeah that's then she just found out then she she was certain Yes. I think at the brunch, she's not certain. She's like, yeah. I'm trying and it's not happening. Yeah. But she'd found out then she has and something also, in to her be body fair to her, she had, the, she had the shittiest doctor in the world. The, oh, doctor, yeah. the doctor is like, everything looks good. All clear. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Literally, literally, it's all clear. Oh, no, yeah. your your womb is yeah. garbage. Wait a minute. Uh, I mean, uh, yep. I know I just said one yeah. thing two seconds ago. But also, uh, your eggs are dog shit. And yeah. They hate your sperm. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Also, both of you guys know you have cancer, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That cool. was. That we didn't is. test for that today, but you just. It do. was. If anything, you would think it was with Trey, though, due to his problems. Yes. With that. But that's like the weird impotence. flip, where then you know. it's like, oh, it's not even him; it's her. Right. Which is like a kind of like a double shot to her. Yeah, but fifteen percent chance is still a chance. Yeah. Mm. So it's interesting that that figure was kind of, I wonder if that's purposefully in the minds of the writers going, we don't want to make it that there's zero chance. Yeah. Or 1%. Yeah. 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 I think, cause I think that is probably a little bit more harmful for a character like Charlotte because 15 is a low percent chance and she's probably so incredibly optimistic because there's still, it might be a chance. So when it doesn't happen, it just hurts her over and over again. So you're saying there's a well, chance. Well, because like if you if you hear if someone like Charlotte like were to hear hear the bad news, and yeah, then yeah. she could just process it and get over it, or like mm. figure out an alternative plan. But to have that low percentage chance, that's just a lot of repetitive pain. I think. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> um, Tiff, can you? As much as, can you just talk a little bit about your show? Because this, oh, yeah. the, your show could not be more relevant in a lot of ways. Your show is so called this. Mother. Yeah. And it well, received many, 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 many five-star reviews at Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It was a massive hit. And you're doing it here in New York. And yeah. it just is like kind of a perfect, I don't perfect know. Perfect episode, yeah. I suppose, well, in the show, I talk about my uh, origin story, which I describe as not sort of um, like... Bruce Banner got hit by gamma rays, became invincible. I got hit by a fuck ton of spunk um, and could see the future. And I didn't like the future I, w- I was seeing. That was my special skill. Um, so, yeah, I got pregnant when I was 17. Um, and by my boyfriend, who then went on to start dealing drugs and eventually went to prison. So, uh, yeah, so I could have a... <laughs> 
a child now in mm. their twenties. Um, so I talk about my decision, like exercising my right to choice during the show. I talk about it at the beginning because a huge chunk of the show is all about reproductive rights and the fact that we seem to be rolling them back and what's happening in the US and what's happening in Northern Ireland at home and how whenever women seem to get a bit of power or autonomy, this push seems to happen to strip us to get us back to being barefoot and pregnant because the first time they sort of started restricting uh, abortion rights in the UK was after we got the vote. Mm. So within two years. And, And also historically, there's always been unwanted pregnancy. So I talk about the ancient Greeks and Romans having methods of dealing with it, but it was about protecting the mother. Mm. That was the most important thing. And now Mm. this like precious life, this, you know, pro-life, like this potential Mm -hmm. baby is now put in front of the living, breathing, existing woman Mm. um, and putting her life into danger. Um, So, yeah, so, so, so that's, I sort of talk about that in within the show. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because when, when Carrie says in the episode, um, she says, how do you feel after about it? Like, how long did it take before you felt normal? And she says any day now, there's something that sort of resonates in that because there is always this sort of thing in the back of your mind of like, oh, could like a sliding doors of what your life could have been. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a few years ago, I did a Got back in 2011, I did a show called Cave Woman, and I sort of did the two diverging paths of what would happen if I had a kid. Mm. Whereas in this show, it's just kind of very much the what motherhood means because I have a stepson as well. So mm-hmm. you know, it's or I'm I'm a stepmother as they refer to it, uh, non-bio, like I'm a fucking washing powder. <laughs> so like that's that's part of the show. So th- this show is more about motherhood and what that means. Um, but the, when Carrie says any day now, that it, it kind of took me back to going, you do play out all the other versions of what could happen in your mind mm-hmm. when you make the decision. And so I wrote a piece for the guardian about it. Actually, and it's not, it's not, it's not light, but I hate it when people, the decision to not be a parent is as difficult as the decision to become a parent. Mm-hmm. Right. So I hate it when people talk about it being this kind of flip decision for women, because it's not mm-hmm. like, like you're, you know, like you're buying shoes. What am I going to do this weekend? I'm going to, you know, get an abortion. Like, mm. oh, I haven't had one for like six months. <laughs> seems to be time. You know, that's mm-hmm. not what's actually happening. So there's a lot of, so that, that bit sort of really resonated with me. And when, obviously when the show first came out, seeing that kind of going, oh, that's, you know, maybe that even influenced the show that I wrote in 2011, you know, um, occasionally I'll come up with something and I'll go, oh, that's in Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. Well, they talked about that, you know, so it was quite ahead of its time. Uh, and also in terms of the theme still being kind of relevant and ongoing for a lot of women. Yeah. Mm. yeah. This, the, the sort of divergent path thing is interesting. The two paths, because that's kind of why Carrie goes back to that restaurant. See Chad. Yeah. Just yeah. To, to like, see dude, where's my car? <laughs> yeah. Ashton Kutcher and yeah. dude. Dude's dude, where's her fries? <laughs> he refuses to look her in the face. It's really weird. Like yeah. he's serving her and he's not looking at her. And I'm, it's Yeah. It's weird too, that scene, because it's supposed to be that he is just dumb and doesn't like pay attention to anything. But you're right. He's there's also, also rude. Weird, he is kind of rude. And then there's a weird thing where it's like almost he's, a subconscious thing that he's not looking her in the face because... Maybe he subconsciously knows or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like and then this. he goes, but then he comes back and goes, did I at least try? He's like, yeah. Was I smart enough to try something? Yeah. Which is like kind of an odd compliment. It's an odd compliment because it's like, it. I guess like if he would have 
I don't know. Like, I guess I could look back now that that scene's done and be like, maybe he was like, maybe it's like, oh, he's bitter now or something. But it, he didn't. It, I well, okay. go ahead. No, 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 that's it. I just didn't totally. Is he under- just like a stone? I think he's just. Something. I think. I think that. I think what they're trying to go for is like same dude, same waiter. Same, same, job. same like puka shell necklace and like leather yeah. cuff thing. Like still looks like he still looks great. Still looks great. She yeah. does make a comment about his hair, his hair being thinner. And I was like, his hair still looks pretty full to me. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. That's an ongoing though. Isn't there with Aiden's hair and his, cause isn't there, do they talk about it on the show? Oh, they, Oh, okay. No, you haven't, Kevin's watched that episode yet. Yet. but you finally. haven't, you haven't got to, uh, finally, <laughs> you haven't got to that episode, but there is some comment on Rogaine and speed sticks. Oh, later really? On. You said something about speed stick when we were watching this. Yes. Yeah. yeah we, but that's obviously you guys haven't seen that far ahead, but I can foreshadow a carry fight, which involves Ooh. speed sticks and Rogaine. Oh, dude. What are speed sticks? <laughs> when they wrote that in John, like, deodorant, like deodorant. deodorant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. When John Corbin read, read that John Corbin. He's like, Fucking low blow writers. Jeez, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, first you make fun of my pooch, and now my hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, my man pooch. Come on, come Putin. on, Putin. <laughs> what uh, was the other one? But, uh, Chief. You gone cuckoo. Chief. Oh cuckoo. my god. You got cuckoo in the hair. You, you gone cuckoo. Yeah, hey, you carry gone crazy, you know my that, carry girl. Yeah. It's it like reminds, too much. It reminded me of Zoolander when he's like, "Don't hey, you know I'm loco? Don't you know I'm loco? <laughs> yeah." It's they're all the things that you go. He is unbearable. You could not be around him. Yeah, totally. Hey, hey, Putin. Hey, hey. Hey. Oh, and also when when he hugs her, when she tells him the story about what, and he hugs her in a really weird way. They're like, and I'm like, that's not a moment you hug her. She's not the one having a situation. Yeah, she's not the one who's pregnant. She's just telling you. I think if anything, it's more a bit of hot goss that she needs to get off her chest. Yeah, Yeah. because she's a bad friend. Yeah. Okay. So this is a question. That is. But hold on. Here's here's a question. For for you two, yeah. For John Tiff, because you're yeah. both in committed relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there is something eating at you like that, is it? Do you think it's appropriate in the sanctity of your relationship to be like, I need relief from this. I'm going to unburden myself and put it on you, or should you have to hold that in yourself because you've? And I guess if you've made a vow to that friend, then I don't know. Well, do think? I think there- sometimes you can, but I think in that there's the very specific thing of like it Steve. being Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's his best friend. So that's a really compromising. Like I yeah. don't think she should be telling him. Yeah. If Steve wasn't involved, then it's fine. I think yeah. she could go. Miranda got pregnant, and we don't know how we're going to deal with it. But also, she. She barely waited any time before she had to tell yeah. Aiden. It felt like five minutes. It was, it was like awesome. bursting out of her. She was like changing and she was like doing the, the back and forth. Like, uh, I have to tell you right now. They did a lot of, yeah, they did a lot of like, even when Steve came over, she's like, mm, hey, gotta go. Which when you mean when yeah. Steve is just randomly holding a basketball in her apartment? <laughs> yeah. they, they did it at halftime? Hey, guys. Hey, Putin, you want to shoot some hoops? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, hey. And then she, hey. How's Miranda? Carrie, how you doing? When, yeah. How's Miranda? Oh. Oh, um, he says. Steve's wearing his Brooklyn, Brooklyn yeah, top, though. Brooklyn, that, that is what, man, had they known what Brooklyn would become at yeah. that point, it was just like, yeah, every guy from Brooklyn, the bar's kind of busting my hump, you know? <laughs> but, uh, um, I would say all of the all of the conversations, ninety nine percent, almost around up to one hundred percent of the conversations around abortion are so intense and become political because it's a very yes. political subject. Mm-hmm. And very rarely, uh, in this, it was so complex. Like the the levels, the way they talked about it with like um, 
Miranda and Charlotte and their situation, but then also the telling Steve situation are yeah. all like superhuman. Yeah. Yes. Very like, oh wow, like this is these are all really interesting, well, yeah, well composed just conversations of like it's real life. Like, what the hell do you do? I yeah. love I love Miranda's bit where she goes, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll just have Steve's baby. Oh, and yeah. they're eating pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, again, it's Carrie going, You're not gonna tell him. You think she, she's like, Did you tell the guy? Mm. Yeah. the restaurant you yeah. know like throwing it back on Carrie a bit because sometimes she's like super hypocritical with that kind of stuff yeah 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 that's um, true but also there is um, you know that's an interesting conversation to have also it's a different situation for the for the guy as well you know I mean I I mean mine was horrific I, I wrote I think I wrote it in my piece for The Guardian, but mine ended up with the guy, my boyfriend at the time, after I came round from the operation, sat on the end of the bed crying, going, why did you kill our baby? Oh, wow. After, after his sister had accused me of trying to trap him, like he was working as a pizza delivery boy at the time. So yeah, she accused you of trying to trap him by having, the- yeah, by getting pregnant. Like oh, it was, wow. it was all awful. So, but in that situation, like, yeah, I mean, he did know because I told him, but also. <sighs> did you think about not telling him at all? Uh, no, because we've been together a few years. So that mm. was that was never, you know, which. Yeah, I do think I do think I think it's I think it's probably right to. But I do think the woman needs to retain the right to make the decision. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think she can be like, this is what's happening. And this is. Mm. You know, yeah, um, and I'm doing this. This is my my decision. Um, yeah. What, what would you have uh, if, like? And I guess this is a question for all three of you. What would you have done if you were Carrie's position, waiting in the waiting room with Miranda, and Miranda is like, "What should I do?" And Carrie's like, uh, "Do what do you think?" And Carrie and Miranda's like, "I think I want to know what you think." Like, yeah, what's the best Carrie's play there? Bad friending again, like because she's like. Tell me that I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't tell you that. Yeah. Like, a good friend will go, you're doing if the it's right the thing. thing you want to do, yeah. then it's the right thing you're doing. Yeah. If you don't want to do it, if you're if you're having second thoughts about it or having second feelings, like like other thoughts or feelings, then maybe let's come back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think on it or come back in a week or go home and mm-hmm. you know. But um That's that's an interesting thing because there's a I think there is a time in someone's life where they need, you need, sometimes people need to be like, like, look, I can't make this decision for you. And it's like a point of growth that you need to be put out here on your own. When someone's waiting in the, uh, the waiting room to get an abortion, probably not the time to leave them on their own. Yeah, It's like, and you don't necessarily need to just say like, everything's great, but I think you're right. I think you're saying like, I, if this is what you want, like I need to know, what is going on inside of you now? And I want to support that in any way possible. I think that's what, instead of just saying like, baby, I can't tell you. Yeah. 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 Like I think that. Yeah. That nice where she I gets don't think up that's very supportive. She says motherfucker, which is quite a funny line to put in there as that's well. True. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of interesting, like there's that all the TGI Friday stuff. There was a weird, I mean, pretty obvious theme, but all the lateness, like yes. Carrie running late everywhere, Miranda actually being, being late, late for her period being, and yeah. then having to wait for the Birkin bags. There's like yes. a wait for things. Charlotte trying to wait on a baby. Yeah. There's a lot of thematic stuff in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. And kind of, I guess, um, <coughs> 
Yeah. And also, but they're women at a time in their life where they don't want to be waiting. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a great point. Yeah. Waiting is, is kind of, and that's where she goes, this is my life. What am I waiting for? Yeah. Cause Miranda says that. Which that's She's, like such a, that is such a real moment. Cause it's like a, you see a shift where, cause at first she says to Charlotte, like this was not in my plans. And then later she has this thing where it's like, oh shoot, now it's here. And like, what am I waiting for? And now I can't even schedule time to like do this yeah. appointment. But I, to me, I thought it was actually a good bait and switch flip that when she was at the end, I was yes, like, oh, she had the flowers. It. Yeah. Because yeah. they're all there. And then when they told Charlotte, I was like, oh, like they actually kind of yeah. got me. And, and I kind of, because I wasn't sure what Charlotte's <laughs> response was going to be, but then she went, we're having a baby. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going to be involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's sweet, but it's also like, man, uh, you're always a hundred percent on everything. Aren't you? Yeah. Can we talk about the Lucy Lou storyline? Yes, absolutely. Terrible. Yeah. Like uh, I Lucy felt Lou, like it was so like the, yeah, I'm from Queens. Like, <laughs> that that part, that? I know what you're saying. That part was, that was seemed very forced or like someone was like, can we talk about the fact that you're from Queens and make this about New York? And yes. Like, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, there was the whole, there was the, if I'm, and I mean, this is going to sound dismissive of Lucy Lou, but if I was that bad an actress, I'd still be working in TGI Fridays. And I'm like, <laughs> that, your acting in this hasn't been great, mate. Come on. Like, <laughs> like imagine, but like, it's always, it's one of those things where you're setting an actor up to, for a fall by having them go, I'm an amazing actress. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Totally. People go, was it amazing? You're like, I yeah. think it's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I didn't, wouldn't have even thought about it if you didn't say that. Why'd you right. say that? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true. Cause it, and also it's a weird thing because you're act, you're asking a person who plays other people to play themselves. So it's not going yeah. to be natural at all. And also no actor worth their salt would say that. Like if I was that bad an actress, I would like, that's just, it's just that's bad dialogue and a bit of bad writing. It was yeah. weird. So it, I feel a bit sorry for Lucy Lou for, for that being in that. the script. Yeah. I, it was a weird and Cause I guess on, on entourage or on curb your enthusiasm on a few of those shows, the whole thing is like, we can go full parody of this person or on extras. Yeah. It's like David mm -hmm. Bowie is an extras. He can be a huge dick and that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And this, Sometimes when there's a cameo, you don't know exactly where they're going with it. And mm -hmm. so with Lucy Lou, I wonder if if it was going to be like, it's Lucy Lou, but she's a huge bitch. But then it it was a little more on the realistic side. And so it just felt off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You need, she needed to be like, you know, like a full on diva for it to yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, and then she said, you swore at my, you know. At the ref. And the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I liked... I think Samantha would be smarter than that I to agree. say, I used your name. Yes. I think she would have been like, I just think smart. I think that's not a great Samantha storyline. She's smart. Totally. Than that. I, I she, she works in PR. She knows how to finesse yeah. the kind of edges. Well, that, she, like, it wouldn't have played out like when that. She, well, just when she like, was dropping the F-bomb a whole bunch, there was a thing that I was like, I was like, it doesn't seem, maybe it's just the power of the Birkin. Maybe that's yeah, what I mean, it is. It's like the, the power wheels. Well, or maybe it was the power of seeing the lady in the tracksuit carrying a Birkin and just lit a fuse in Samantha. I thought, I thought the angle was going to be a knockoff and like, no, I thought it was that that person that walked past, she runs into later and it's like, it's the head of some big agency or it's just oh, some huge uh, thing. Yeah. That's yeah, like a rival. I get the kind of I get what they were trying to do with it, which is like I haven't I'm not having babies. I'm mm. not part of this discussion. My career yeah. is my baby. Yeah. Mm. My career is my child. And this is the one thing that says 
I fucking made it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did. I am that person. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to engage with any of this. So then it, maybe it becomes way more important because of the other conversations happening around her. Mm-hmm. But I felt like there could have been maybe just a couple of lines somewhere or something yeah. to, f- to finesse that. Cause I get that. I often feel like that with my career, you know, and I'm at a point now I'm older and I'm not 17 where I go, Oh, maybe I'll have kids. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And after the time I feel like, with doing this for a job, I'm constantly postponing my own happiness mm-hmm. because work stuff happens and I schedule that and right. I put my focus and energy into it. And, you know, I haven't organized my wedding. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, so, so I, I kind of, I can kind of see where that, you know, maybe I'm giving it more than it was meant to be there, but I think that's her journey. The bag is sort of the, yeah. her child metaphor. Oh, I love that analogy. That, that's that's really great. And it's, it's also, I think, a, a bummer because non-men-driven um, storylines are so rare for Samantha. And yes. there's such great opportunities to see a different side of her. Yeah. And yeah. this one was such a, a blown Well, shot. do you know what sometimes happens is they put all of the really obvious on-the-nose comedy lines yeah. into Samantha's mouth. And it's a bit, you know, like in the Sex and the City 2 film, Lawrence, Lawrence of my labia. You know, all of that uh, kind of stuff where oh, you're like, no. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, I know. honey. <laughs> that, you know, just saying that. That's my fucking hermit. You know, like, yeah, it's, yeah. which I feel like as an actress, it's like, it seems like you're kind of doing everyone else a solid where you're like, all right, I'm going to be the person throughout this episode going, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Like, yeah. just, and just being like, yeah. all right, I'm going to do it the best I can. He's dickalicious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah you like, know, like, okay. you get the, they're a little bit, yeah, a little bit on the nose. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. So sometimes she's that, that, and if it's not that, it's the sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you've got some good Samantha stuff coming up over the next, uh, kind of slightly more meaty. Okay. I feel like we're oh, more meaty. We, we, saw the, we saw the episode where she like didn't get the job with the hotel guy and oh, she like went back. Yeah. 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 And we, I think we've heard that he plays a bigger role in the show, but that episode was fantastic yeah, to was, see yes. her. Yeah. And she's like, see her, she's like, if I was a guy. Yes. Yeah. To I see her emotion and her range. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for... And she cried in the elevator. Yeah, yeah I'm ready yes. for some Samantha stuff to Well, come and actually later, I mean, and this is, we're hitting series five and six, but there's a great storyline with Samantha and I won't reveal what it is, but it's very interesting in terms of direction, how they shoot this, because mm. quite a lot in this, it's quite a Woody Allen thing because he doesn't give close-ups, mm. but quite often um, with some of Samantha's scenes, they um, there's a bit where she cries and she crumples against a wall and says, I don't know why I'm like this. And they stay on a, it's not even a mid, it's like a long, Mm -hmm. so you can see the full physical emotion and reaction. Wow. And I just thought it was a really interesting choice to see the physicality of someone rather than going tighter, tighter, you know, the instinct with directing is to punch in and put, you know, when the emotion's happening and actually apart from Woody Allen, who who won't give you that, but you know, like I, I, I was interested by the fact they stayed on this wide and it was a, a nice choice. So hmm. I feel like there's stuff like that coming up, you know, yep. now we're, you're hitting season one, four, right? Four. Season yeah, four. Season four. So this is episode 11. Episode 10. 11. 11. It was 11. I think it was 11. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> I, I'll look. Middle, you, middle you guys, of season four. You guys know by looking at what yeah. this is on your podcast app, which one it is. Yeah, we don't. And Corey is very upset with me right now. I really am. No, I'm not upset. I'm, I'm, you're upset. No, I'm calling I'm pretty pissed off at you, John. I really am. Hey, uh, hey listen, I don't want to shut up. Um, I think that's super interesting. What you were saying though, about Samantha, because she's such a like physically strong, like character in her body. Yes. So then to see her crumple against a wall, 
that's a really strong directing choice, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, that, yeah, you've got some some slightly more meaty stuff. I love it, even for its flaws, you know, and I'll pick apart, um, you know, some of the... <clears throat> Some of the, um, I mean, we can get into outfits um, if we have the time, but, you know, you can kind of look at certain aspects of it, but, of, you know, like I say, I still, this is a really important episode, I think, in terms of. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what discussed. on, I, I'm sure there's, a, I'm sure there's a plenty of information on the internet about it, but I wonder, obviously, I'm sure abortion had been talked about on television. Oh, Maud was the first what TV was show, Maud. Maud. Yeah, B. B. Arthur. No, no, no. Oh wow, B. Arthur. Oh, Maud. B. Arthur. Maud. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maud. So that That's handled. Right. There's a. There was an episode yeah. of that. So I was in the seventies. I yeah. think. Wow. So American TV took it on. I mean, and, and I've known that for a long, long time. But actually, it's come up again. I was interviewed for a BBC culture piece all about how comedy is tackling abortion. I mean, we're not the first ones to have done it, but it, they interviewed me and Jenna Friedman mm -hmm. and Michelle Wolf and a couple of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yes, on TV, it's sort of come up. I mean, more recently in girls, yeah. Yeah. obviously, you know, the DNA, you know, and the DNA that you sex in the city sort of has to be referenced, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to always compare women's work to other women's work, but when it's coming to, to mm. something like abortion, but yeah, Maud was like 70 something. It was uh first episode, 72 final episode, 78. Wow. Also this is not is a Norman Lear show. It was a Norman Lear thing, but it says the spinoff was Good Times. Oh, I don't know that. Wow, it's crazy. Will it tell you when? You could probably look up more yeah, abortion yeah. episode. Yeah, I'll look that up. So that so then it, yeah, it was in that, and I think her husband doesn't want her to go or some uh -huh. kind of. Uh, whether they talked about domestic violence in that. There was a sitcom that domestic violence came up in. Was that that wasn't all in the family, was it? Maybe. I'm not sure. Another Norman Lear classic. Uh, this, um, this says The Dilemma Part 1 TV episode 1972. 72. So early in That would be the, early in the series. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Wow. I think... Uh, um, I would never have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that... I'm the abortion facts girl. <laughs> I have to have them all because I get uh, attacked by a lot of these like pro-life groups. Today on the show, and stuff. Lipson with the abortion facts girl. <laughs> yeah. um, the... Uh, let's, let's do fashion. Also, before we move over Lucy Lou, <coughs> we looked at a Reddit page and there's a post on Reddit <laughs> that just says, here's Lucy Lou when she was 30, she's 50. Does she look the same now? Dot, 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 no. or hotter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was so funny. And she, she does look incredible. Yes. Um, yeah. But it was like that Reddit post took took a turn. I was like, oh, they're going to trash Lucy yeah. Luke. No. Oh. no. They're saying she looks even hotter. Yeah. That J'adore Dior t-shirt, I like yeah. in a kind of trashy, kind of 90s way. Didn't Carrie bring that back later in the series? In yes, a, a in white... the film. Oh, okay. It's in the film. Because uh, the two, the second film is, oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone just said everyone <laughs> says it's terrible. Oh, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I cannot it wait. Maybe the worst thing that's ever happened. Oh man, let's watch it back to back. Uh, yeah. Especially for like someone who loved the series, like who the series meant to. It's like watching your ex fuck your best friend in front oh, of you. Oh, 
Like it's so like, like it's horrible. You're like, why? Why? We should do two podcasts for the finale of our podcast. We should do one where we watch Sex and City two and discuss it, and the other where we each get an ex girlfriend and just someone does exactly what you said. Well, it would probably be one of us. Yeah, it would be. They would have to say one of us. Wow, Sex and the City two is bad. Wow, this is all the Bradshaw boys just disappeared after that. They never talked to anyone again. They really did themselves in mentally. yeah, it's um. What what are your uh, the, the, the thoughts about the fashion? Yeah, just yeah. like what what are your favorite Miranda? Your- Miranda's really coming into her own in this season. Her Miranda, I really I'm really liking Miranda's hair. Yeah, she, they've softened her a little bit, mm-hmm. and also some of her clothes in the first season were bad. I don't know if you remember the dungarees and the puffer jacket. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Which is like it, it looks cool in like a hipster way now, but then she just in a yeah, in like a yeah. Yeah. way. Yeah. But then she just looked like a kid detective or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it just is it looks like she should be like like uh, dude, on Inspector Gadget. Yeah, yeah. Miranda so, Hobbs yeah. is such a good name for that too. Oh, Miranda yeah. Hobbs, child detective. Steve, let's get on the Anyway, yeah, but you're Yeah, so it's Miranda's fashion has been terrible. I mean, Samantha's is like Euro trash a lot of the time. You're still thinking about Detective Hobbs. Oh yeah. Is there a Detective Hobbs in a Procedural Hobbs sounds like Detective Hobbs. I is think a, so. We're, we're gonna look that Hobbs up. and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Um, yeah. Um, so I think Corey. like uh, Samantha's is um, Samantha's is awful and Euro trash. They always put her in these really bright palette colors. Mm-hmm. But also that she had a pink jacket on which had like a beaded shower curtain hanging yeah. on the side. What, I was going to ask you when we were watching. I wanted to be like, Tiff, what's happening here? Because I feel like a dumb guy because I'm like, like, I don't understand this. And I love Patricia Field and I do love her styling and generally like Carrie's outfits I like the most. Um, but you've got to be like a size is you've got to be nothing. You've got to be mm, nobody Jesus. to wear that. Yeah, nobody yeah. and nothing. Yeah. You've got you to be nothing to wear the, m- most of the stuff she wears. Um, but it feels like that jacket may have come in and then Patricia Field stuck that kind of bit on the side because mm. we've, we've not hit corsage. Oh no, we have hit corsage season. A little bit. The corsage yeah. is But we haven't seen the this. big one yet. Oh no. We've, big... I've seen pictures of ones where they're just like, you fucking like that corsage? Try this one. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, double it. This <laughs> double. Is, we took, we took, the flowers from Miranda's mom's funeral <laughs> and put them directly onto Carrie's dress. Yeah. So, um, so the Hermes scarf, that weird like pirate mm-hmm. gypsy thing she had going on, yeah. I wasn't into. She's taking um, big swings, Patricia. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Um, Carrie's um, little kilt skirt and yeah. high heels for shopping around Perry Street. Yep. That's about as far as you could go in those heels. Like the heels always kill me because I'm like, yeah. I've tr- I've been walking in flats all day, and yeah. even in my twenties. I couldn't wear heels out all day. Yeah, that looked like a Madonna throwback almost, or something. Yes, yeah, Yeah. because she had the beads on, didn't she? And um, but I really liked um, the the first scene at brunch. Like uh, Miranda had this red like leather cuff on with Mm. like Mm -hmm. and like a summer dress. Um, oh God, Carrie did this. Samantha's big blue earrings, like they're always like these abstract kind of like. Yeah. She's like they always do Samantha who's like color. Oh, she has loads of sex. Here's some color. That's what it feels like. <laughs> they're constantly trying to say like people who have lots of sex or like yeah. sometimes like people who have lots of who fuck a lot wear black. Guys, yeah. So yeah. It's okay for her to have that. Yeah. You can you can flirt with the person wearing beige too. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> and and um Charlotte's always sort of benign Park Avenue princess as she's yeah. described. Sometimes some of her outfits are really really pretty but in a very classic way. Mm-hmm. Hers do um, hold up the most but not in the way that just because it's like very like well, they're super J. safe. Crew. Yeah. Sh- sh- 
Charlotte Roos? Is that a thing? I don't know. There's yeah. something that I'm thinking of that is there. It's like a, it's like a girl's name. I don't know. It's like a big popular. It's the one that Tori Birch. Tori Birch. That's Tori Birch. Give yes. Us, yeah. give, us, give us just ten second Aiden fashion rundown. Oh, floral shirts. What? Um, <laughs> he wears shirts like every man that does a panel show in the UK. <laughs> so we have these like comedy. Like I do one called Mock the Week, uh-huh. and because the guys, because checks and stripes, strobe on screen, yep. the, the male shirt choices are plain or floral so there's just like all these comedians in floral shirts and they make me feel like i get like weird i get ptsd PTSD on the old floral shirts not hawaiian i don't even mind the hawaiian you've got a hawaiian shirt on the hawaiian i like but these are like bad they're almost like aiden has a couple of shirts in this that are like magic eye pictures Uh i'm like what the if i stare at this long enough does it turn into a cock i don't know What's going to happen? I remember Express had those for yeah. a bunch. Like this is the same time I was in middle school and I got a bunch of those. And it was my way of just showing people like, I, I'm a, I have personality. Yeah. yeah. Now you rock the bamboo yeah. buttons. Yeah. Rock yeah. those bamboo bees. Um, um, whereas Steve's a bit more kind of like, yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> that should be Steve's catchphrase. Well, the last thing that we do is we do a Cosmo rating. We'll have to do a speed round of our Cosmo ratings for this one. Um, we go around the circle and we sh- we rate the episode one to five Cosmos, five being the best, one being the worst. You can yeah. use half and quarter Cosmos. I'm going to, I'm going to go four and a quarter. Oh, just right out. Oh, I love that. Right four and a quarter. Yeah. Awesome. Do you guys have yours in your head? Yeah. You guys want to go at the same time? Yeah, we'll go at the same time. Ready? One, two, two. Three, four, four cosmos. Oh, I went low. I went uh, four cosmos went just because I, I loved everything. The Samantha storyline was just such a throwaway for me that I couldn't. I couldn't give mm. it higher than a four. Uh, I think the Samantha storyline was a th- yeah, it was a throwaway until I gave you that. Yeah, although yours, yeah, you maybe yeah think of a little, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you think, maybe I should have gone higher. I, I, I think regret I think the should have could have would have should have could have the flaw you got to knock some off for saying should have would have the flaw in that one for me, like you said, was that it 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 Samantha's smarter than that, and she even as a businesswoman she wouldn't do that, yeah. but it still felt like a full storyline. It wasn't yeah. just like, and Samantha is having sex with a razor scooter. And then yeah. like, they move on. so yeah, 4.5. Um, I would say, yeah, 4.5 because I think once it started, I kind of knew where it was going. Cause I've heard about like this episode and yeah. it was just way more emotional and way more like well-written than, than I could have even imagined and complex in like a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why it's like, just in the pantheon of like legendary sex in the city episodes. So cool. Um, uh, Tiff Stevenson, September 14th at union hall. This episode yes. will come out right before your show. So if you're in New York or if you want to fly to New York right now and go fly. see Tiff at union hall yeah. and um, do it. thank you so much. Mother union hall, September 14th. Where can people find you and on the internet and, and I got a like website. That. It's just being updated. TiffStevenson.co.uk. Twitter mainly at Tiff Stevenson. Um, or on Instagram, which I'm trying to work out. I yeah. don't know that's where all the kids are, which is <laughs> Tiff Stevenson comic, I think, or just, yeah, just search it. We'll, we'll tag you. Yeah. We'll tag you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Thank you Thanks. so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.